Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. New International Version. I love my three daughters. I think God made them beautiful to compensate for all the ornery things they did as kids so I would not go crazy. Once the oldest was at the top of the stairs with the youngest, who was two years old at the time. She put her in a laundry basket and pushed her down with the middle kid at the bottom to catch her. I love my wife with all my heart and soul. Yet, she always thought it would be a good idea to have an open-door policy for the girls to come into our bed at night whenever they needed us. I have been puked on, peed on, kicked on and pushed out of bed. Sometimes it was like living with a bunch of drunks. Raising this girl version of Malcolm in the middle was often stressful. However, I gladly dealt with it all because I love my girls with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Who do we minister to? The short answer, everyone. The reason we are to pay attention to everyone within our orbit is that God does. The way of loving our neighbor is to experientially know the heart, soul, mind, and strength of our great God. Love God with all your heart. God has children across planet Earth, and the Lord loves them all. To love God with all our heart is to begin seeing God's big expansive heart for people all around the world. God's compassionate heart is close to the brokenhearted, near to those in need. In fact, God's wrath is a response of love to make things right in this fallen world. As early as the book of Genesis, just a few chapters in, it says. The Lord saw that the human beings on the earth were very wicked and that everything they thought about was evil. He was sorry He had made human beings on the earth, and His heart was filled with pain. Genesis 6 5-6, NCV. God is disturbed with violent and evil hearts. God is heartbroken about the dark places within the human heart. God is deeply concerned for suffering, injustice, oppression, and death. Every year 15 million children die of starvation. Human trafficking of women and girls has increased sixfold over the past five years resulting in 40 million victims of forced sex worldwide. Five and a half million people worldwide have died from COVID-19 hundreds of millions are locked in grinding poverty, have no clean water to drink, and face a lifetime of illiteracy and poor wages. The breadth and depth of human need and suffering goes on and one and on. This is just a small glimpse of what God sees every day. And God knows each one of their names. For us, people need to move from being numbers to being names. God wants us to champion vital causes and aim our collective love toward people in need of Christ's compassion and deliverance. Love is a deliberate decision to meet a need in another person. One who fails to see the needs of others will suffer a shrinking heart. But the one close to God's heart and aware of another's need will gain an expansive heart. God also sees the good and the beautiful, every obedient act done in secret, each prayer uttered in the privacy of our closet, and all the places of selfless love toward another. Love God with all your soul. I believe the world will experience a mass turning to God whenever Christians reclaim the soul of Christianity by experiencing a newfound sense of God's wonder and beauty. If loving God with all my heart means my heart breaks for the things that break God's heart, then loving God with all my soul has my life flooded with God's glory, awed by divine majesty, mystery, and beauty. Loving God with all my soul is to perceive the glory and wonder of God all around me. It is to be profoundly grateful for everything, even and especially for the lessons learned from personal hardship and suffering. Without a divine perspective, we only see the world as we are and not as it is. The ways to cultivate a beautiful love for God with all my soul is to meditate on Scripture and creation. Literally take time to smell the roses. If we walk or drive the same route every day, be mindful to observe one thing you have never seen before. Then, praise God for it. Each time Holy Scripture is read, 
do it slowly and carefully noticing one thing you have never seen before. Then, praise God for that perception. Take the extra step of sharing your wonderful and beautiful observations with others, especially unbelievers. It does no good to try and scare or cajole people into the kingdom of God. It makes all the difference when the world can see Christians captivated by the beauty and majesty of Christ. Love God with all your mind. True love has an insatiable desire to know more and more about the object of its affection. To love God with all our mind is a desire to learn and experientially know more about the Lord. It is to have a constant curiosity about God. Loving God takes our full faculties. God wants all our brains, not just one half of it. Left-brain-dominant people rely on the logical, analytical, practical, and think chiefly in concrete ways. Right-brain-dominant folks are artistic, intuitive, creative, imaginative, humorous, even sarcastic, often speaking poetically and with satire or metaphor. Loving God with all our minds means we will use all our brains, both the right and the left hemispheres. One obstacle to loving God with our brains is that the mind of sinful humanity is death, Romans 8 6. A sinful mind is a small brain, it is not interested in genuine critical thinking, only in stubbornly expressing opinions. Such individuals are merely using a ridiculously small part of their brains. God, however, wants to sanctify our whole brains, to transform us by the renewing of our minds, Romans 12 2. We are to use our full cognitive capacities to love God, meaning we will value the left brain hemisphere of order and discipline, using all the tools of reason and logic, learning critical thinking skills, and pursuing the life of the mind. We will also value the right brain hemisphere of mystery, paradox, and gray areas, enjoying the process of discovery, and probing the deepest issues of divinity and humanity, being comfortable with asking questions and not always having the answers. Love God with all your strength. God loves the smell of your sweat. You might stink to high heaven from hard work but for God it is a sweet aroma and sacred incense. Love is measured not only by words spoken but by calories burned. Using our hands and our effort is as valuable to God as using our brains. Go hard after God with all your strength. Yet also be mindful that we all have a finite amount of energy. Because of this, we need to ensure we do not inordinately waste our energy pursuing power and control. Pride, anger, and selfishness saps our strength. Guilt, shame, and regret follow it up by draining our spiritual stamina. So, we need to keep busy doing the right things. Our priorities need to reflect God's values. Therefore, we will worship the Lord with all our strength, pray like there is no tomorrow, read scripture like it's our favorite food, fellowship with others as if they are adored old friends, and engage in mission with a continual sense that today could be the day of the Lord's return. Loving God with all our strength requires helping others in need whether they believe in Jesus, or not. Since the Lord is truly concerned for all people's welfare, putting our energy into sponsoring a refugee family, helping someone with their budget or their bills, providing for at-risk children, or organizing the neighborhood to work together, we let people know we care about them, and not just about whether they end up attending church, or not. At the same time, we never need to ignore genuine opportunities to share our faith with folks we have connected with. Even if we are functioning with tangible help, we can make the extra effort of connecting people with Jesus. Conclusion The power of the Gospel is strongest when people experience the full life that God desires for their entire existence. That will happen, I firmly believe, when people are in relationships with believers and with Christ. When a church or faith community pays attention to the holistic needs of all persons within their sphere of influence, the effect on an individual, a family, a neighborhood, and a city is dramatic. We love God by being obedient to His great command to love the world through meeting needs and establishing caring relationships. We can do this. 
it's what we were saved from sin to do. Gracious God, we give you thanks that you did not leave us in our misery and suffering, but that in love and mercy, you reached out to us. Thank you that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you that Jesus humbled himself, even to death on a cross. Thank you for your heart that seeks the lost. We were once lost, desperately needing you, and going our own way. We are sorry for having hearts that rebelled against you and sought darkness. Thank you for saving us from ourselves. Please give us hearts that care for the people who are in darkness. Teach us to care for them as you do. Thank you for including us in the mission of reaching other people for your name. Grow us to care for humanity, both believers and unbelievers. We pray our conversations will be seasoned with salt and full of grace. We pray our friends will see the love of Jesus in us. Enlarge our hearts and make them passionate to see people delivered from their guilt and shame, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, in the mighty strength of your Holy Spirit. Amen.